On this episode of the Sloppy Seconds Podcast, we have a good friend, J.R. Bowl, uh, join the pod and give us his perspective on this upcoming draft. He's a huge Minnesota Timberwolves fan, so today is a big day for him. They had the number one pick, so he's going to give his perspective on the draft. And me and him both went through and gave our top 10 uh, projected picks and gave our analysis. Um, JR is a really smart guy, very analytical. We like to call him our basketball insider. So having him on the podcast was a special treat. Um, in addition, we have another guy joining the pod. Um, he wasn't in because he was working, but he is our sports betting specialist. His name is Tony Barrio. So at the end of the podcast, we're going to give you our betting locks on the uh, draft today and some action. He had some action picks for you guys. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, two special guys in the podcast, two really good friends of mine. Um, very, very thankful to have them on today. So thank you very much and enjoy the podcast. Poor okay. guys. So new, so viewers are 10 viewers that watch our podcast. This, uh, this is Jack Bull, JR, we like to call him, our basketball insider. Big Minnesota Timberwolves fan. So this Probably is a the huge, biggest. huge, huge day for him. Do you yep. think they're going to keep the pick or do you think they're going to they're gonna trade it? Are we jumping right into it? Because I'll, I'll tell you my analysis on that right here. What's it? Go into it. I think there is no chance the Timberwolves keep their first pick. I, okay. think, it, I think it makes no logical sense. I think mm-hmm. I, I, know, I know how our GM operates. I just – I see no way that he goes through without dumping this pick to somebody. Okay. Because I was thinking the same thing because um, the, so the way I did my board is I did it – so I did a top 10 with no trades, and then at the end I'll say there's trade possibilities – but mm-hmm. I think there's no – I mean, the, the top guys, I would say, like the top three prospects are obviously that, – that everyone is thinking is Ball, yeah. Wiseman, and, and Edwards. So I feel right. like they – all three of them are not really the, like a, the best fit for the Timberwolves. I think Edwards mm-hmm. is probably the best fit of the three. But they yeah, probably, they'd probably trade out and get something else better. Yeah, I did my whole top ten thinking the same thing. Because honestly, I think tonight there's going to be like three or four trades that affect the top ten. There's so many teams that want to move around. So uh, I think we could give our top tens, and it'll be so out of order then when once draft starts, just because of that. Like I know Golden State wants to move, Hornets might want to move up, Timberwolves want to dump at all costs, Pistons mm-hmm. might want to move up to get their hands on. Well, we'll jump into that later. But yeah, I heard uh, Bulls also want to want to uh, trade up, but they're saying that uh, Wendell was saying because you know Wendell is the is the piece they said mm-hmm. they'd trade, but they yeah. he said that like they promised him that they or they're they're gonna keep him. So we'll see there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot to cover, so we can get right into it. Uh, we we can do this. Uh, you want to do it where you go, you say your pick number one, then I'll say it, and then we can talk about why we had them there, stuff like that. Just go through our top ten. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. And then at the end, we'll just say uh, our, our our sports betting insider, Tony Berrios, is, can't join us today. He's working. But uh, we'll give you his picks, his locks of the day that mm-hmm. we think and we can talk about if we agree with him or not, too. So Agreed. Let's get into it. All right. So number one, JR, who do you got? Who do you got your Timberwolves taking or trading? And if All you right. have a trade, if you have a trade, you know, this is a free, free-flowing pod. If you want to throw a trade idea up there and – Hopefully it lands. You can do that too. Sure, sure. So I'll 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 do my my picks as if these teams are keeping their picks uh, okay. where they are and they don't want to trade. But I you know I have I have my trade ideas in mind. I have some some things that come to mind. Um, I don't know if they'll work. But number one, assuming nothing uh, nothing changes with the draft order, I think the Minnesota Timberwolves are selecting Lamelo Ball. Okay, nice. And 
just for some reasoning here. Uh, a lot of people know about these. Re- oh, 76ers are trading Elf Horford in a first and second round pick to. This is breaking news. Is a lot. Is a lot. Jr. Bomb to the to the Thunder for Danny Green. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a live JR bomb. Al Horford. The Sixers are trading Al Horford and a first and a second round pick for Danny Green. Seriously? Interesting. That's a very interesting trade. Al Horford. I mean, he'll be able to he'll be able to um he'll be able to give an impact to the Lakers right away, but um I don't know why that it would I mean, I guess maybe they're just trying to dump his contract for Danny Green for the Thunder, right? So the, the oh, they trade because oh, for Schrader. Right. So, oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, I thought he was still in the Thunder. So Al Horford to Thunder on the, so, Cat, so, on the Lakers. So I'm assuming they're 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 probably going for a playoff spot. They're still fighting for one, so that's going to help them. Yeah, it will. But I I feel like the 76ers gave up a lot for a for Danny Green. If they're giving up a draft pick too. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know about that. I think maybe there'll be some more info on that coming soon. Okay. Yeah, that's I that's a weird. The first JR bomb, though, that's a good one. Anyways, back to my pick. Um, yes. So my, my pick for LaMelo isn't necessarily uh, based on LaMelo's strengths, but more on but more on Anthony Edwards' uh, negatives here. And there's a report mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, Jeremy, I know you're aware of it, yep. that uh, there was an interview that came out um, with Anthony Edwards, and essentially the reporter asked him about basketball, and his response was that, he's really not into basketball that much and his heart lies in the NFL and in his amateur rapping career. And he said, he said, I love basketball and all it's what I do. Um, I guess basically. And what what I hear from that is in, he said, he also said he doesn't care to watch basketball. So what I, what I get from that is three things. One, he's never going to watch, he's never going to watch tapes. He's never going to go back and review his plays. He's not going to learn. doesn't care too. He's solely in it for the money. I mean, I can't blame these guys, but if you're in it for the money, I don't, I don't see you improving whatsoever in the league, unless you have some God given talent and you never know if he's going to or not. Mm -hmm. And three, this sounds like Andrew Wiggins and the Timberwolves just had to deal with a terrible five or six years suffering with his, his attitude on the team. And, and I, I think, uh, executives are looking at Andrew Wiggins and they're trying to avoid another situation like that at all costs. And I think that is going to turn them off from him. And they're not going to look at Wiseman. He doesn't really just fit in the roster. As simple as that next to Towns. They're going to go all in for LaMelo ball, maybe fit him in next to D'Lo or use him as a uh, trading piece for the, for the near future. Yep. Yeah. I, I love that analysis. I, I agree with you. I had Minnesota taking LaMelo ball at one. Because like we said earlier, I think the, none of these guys are truly a great fit for the Wolves. So I think, in my eyes, I think Lamelo Ball is the best player available. So mm-hmm. if if we're if we're making these picks based on them with the assumption of them keeping them, I think Lamelo Ball would fit nicely. Would fit the or just the best player available for Minnesota in today's NBA. I feel, I feel like too positionless basketball. You just get two creators with Lamelo Ball and D'Angelo, and then something good could happen from that. Yeah, so that would. That, that's my assumption. And then going off what you said about the um, Anthony Edwards thing. So in that quote, in that story as well, I, I read there's like multiple articles about it. He also said that he wanted to get the hell out of Georgia, Atlanta, mm-hmm. where he's from. He was born there. He went to college in Georgia. And it, it kind of, I mean, it, it's, it's probably reading too much into it, but a guy that wants to leave his hometown really badly just to go somewhere else, like 
it makes me feel like he wants to just pursue like maybe in it for the money like you said like I don't blame him but like mm-hmm. I feel like there's reasons outside of like just basketball that he's chasing he also said that he wasn't going to drop his first rap album until he's an established player my favorite player Lonzo you know you know how I love Lonzo <laughs> yeah he, he he raps in his side time and I feel like he fucking he's not focusing on basketball all the time so I'd hate to do that have to run into that again where your your number one player is not even fucking worried about the sport yeah he so. just seems immature i was sold on him for so long but and i i honestly didn't really want Lamelo on the team but um mm-hmm. i warmed up to Lamelo, and this just yeah it was a deciding factor for me i just couldn't believe what i was reading i also saw that his turnover uh to like assist ratio is actually really bad for of, of, of all the top prospects hmm. um so they're saying that like his decision making on the court and he's like an inefficient kind of scorer. He shot 40% from the field in, in college, which is honestly not that good. Uh, LaMelo shot worse in, in the, like in the pro ball in Australia, but this guy's not like some lights out shooter. I think he's a little, he has that Westbrook tendency, like a little inefficient, but he's supreme athleticism. So I, I can see why people like him, but I, I'm with yeah, you. In high ball, ceiling, high ceiling, but he, he hasn't really quite refined that shot yet or got to the point where he can become reliable. I think he's a, uh, He's an investment for the future, probably a really good investment as long as he can figure out maybe his attitude issues or maybe if that uh, if that reporting, you know, wasn't as accurate as it could have been. So we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens there. But yeah. All right. True. Going to number two, JR, the Warriors. The Warriors, I think uh, we're all going to have the same dis- or, um, idea here. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Wiseman, he fits yep. in with that roster. Uh, they need yep. a big man. He checks, you know, almost all the bases for what they need right now. If they're not trading that mm-hmm. pick, I'd be surprised if he isn't, uh, he isn't moving uh, to uh, to Golden State there. So, what do you think? Yeah, I th- I think that's the mo- that's just when you said this in the group chat earlier about Wiseman even odds going number two. I thought that was honestly the most locked pick of all time. Yeah, the Warriors that was an easy have, pick when they were go when they were good when when they were winning the championships and, and contending. They they had all the like the wings and the guards. The one thing they were missing was the big man, you know. And then now that they have um, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, the shooters, all you need is a, a roll, a rim running big man, right? Pick and roll, play defense, block shots. I think he fits perfectly with the Warriors. Plus, like you're going in the West again as well. You're going against Anthony Davis. I'm not saying Wiseman's going to be Anthony Davis, but in a few years, if he gets more muscle into him, that's a guy that he's going to have to defend, you know. Mm-hmm. You need a guy that's going to have to defend and go up against Anthony Davis. So I think that makes the most sense for the Warriors. I, I don't buy this because they didn't do it with D'Lo, who could shoot off the ball. He he dribble. I don't know what these three guards. Why people think that they would go for the three guards again? They they tried it with D'Lo and they traded out of it. Um, maybe there's going to be they'll build a package with Wiggins or something. But I think Wiggins is kind of like the Harrison Barnes of like I think he's better than Harrison Barnes, honestly more or more upside mm-hmm. um we'll see how he is in a winning culture so all you need is that big man with them with the splash brothers i think that's it fits well yeah and he can, he can come in right away and actually have a have a um defensive impact immediately and a huge defensive ceiling so having mm-hmm. that ability like you said to go in and compete for a championship right away against big man like anthony davis i think it's a it's a no-brainer right there and yeah just reiterating that uh james or that um James Wiseman at number two bets for even odds 
That was the mm-hmm. easiest lock in the entire world. Yep. yep. So, we, and we got it. We got it early. We, we got, got it. Yeah, we got it. Early. We got it yesterday. And now, it was now, even, now it's now like it's yeah. minus one eighty. I think it's yeah. yeah. So we're we're good there. Yeah, we're chilling there. All right. All right. Three. You start with number three this time. Okay, I'll go first. I'm going Anthony Edwards. So I'm under the uh, so my my thought process is. Minnesota is going to take one of the two guards between Ball and Edwards. Warriors are locked in at Wiseman, and the Hornets are going to go take the next guard, the guard that's available for the first two, mm-hmm. and they're going to run with them as a franchise guy. The Hornets really have um, – they really don't have anything special on the roster. They have that Graham guy who, I mean, he's a nice player, but he's mm-hmm. not a franchise guy, nothing special. So I think they can go for the best player available pr- approach. And I think Anthony Edwards is probably that at that point after Wiseman and Ball are gone. That's my that's my reasoning. Yeah, Devontae Graham is great. He's young. Uh, he's he's going to probably stay in that roster for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. it'll, it you know it, uh, Anthony Ed- Edwards is going in as a point guard, so I'm sure they can. F- a lot of teams are able to figure out the whole um, double point guard, like combo guard situation there. So uh, they have Terry Rozier next to him, and uh, you know I don't think he's going to be in the franchise uh, for long term. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they are able to figure out some combination between them so Wiseman's uh, a point guard Wiseman uh yeah I mean I guess it's kind of hard to say he's he's big for a combo guard guard. yeah he's he's a combo guard so but yeah in modern day NBA I guess it it really doesn't matter what kind of guards you're putting together as long as one of them or both can shoot um and Devontae he's a shooter yeah so yeah he was a nice little player he he came on strong at the at, at the beginning, and then he I don't he kind of faltered in the middle. But he is a, is a very nice player. Mm-hmm. And they got um, him for they got him for a steal too. He was a late second rounder, I think, a couple years ago. Yeah. I don't know what the what they were doing with Terry Rozier though. That was just a weird. I feel like they just signed him to sign him. Yeah. Oh, they also but, have uh, they also have Malik Monk who is still and Miles yeah. Bridges. They they got some time to figure out something there. And then who did they get last year in the draft? Uh, the PJ Washington. Oh, PJ Washington. The, yeah, the forward from Kentucky. Yeah, they, they have some. They have a, some a decent core to build off of. I think. I think they really do need a cornerstone player here, which they could get in the top three. So maybe we'll see see um him, Anthony Edwards, be a player they start building around with what they have. Yep. Okay. So let's go into four. I'll go Chicago Bulls. I don't know. He. I have Denny Avdija here mm-hmm. for the fourth pick. Um, I think you hear the reports of being a high IQ player. Um, I think that's perfect where the Bulls need. The Bulls just need ball, like basketball, like guys. They need some gamers. That's what I mean. Some Chicago style rough riders, just smart guys, talents. Um, the new GM uh, that they got in there um, was he from the Nuggets, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. So he the Rockets, is familiar, I think, yeah, the Rockets, familiar with the Euro players. I think this is would be a great pick. I think this is a no brainer as well. Um, he can handle the ball. He can shoot well, high IQ. I think it fits perfect. We already have bigs. I like Wendell Carter. I know a lot of people aren't sold on him. I think he defends well. Um, I think any player under Boylan is going to look awful. You yeah. saw marketing. You saw marketing regress uh, mm-hmm. for two years. So I think you stick him at the at the center. Um, Denny at the wings. Otto Porter's on the team, but he makes twenty eight million dollars. I don't think he's a long term answer. No. So have him play behind him or put him in the lineup. Do whatever you want to do. Get him some experience. Um, Kobe White is another guy. See, if the Bulls got a guard here, I, I wouldn't complain because Kobe White is a scoring guard, and I think that's what he is. I, I think he's just a, a high, like a high off the bench, like a microwave kind of player, a two K badge microwave. Um, I, I can't see him like leading an offense, like a like a traditional point guard. 
So having this guy that could ball handle and is a high IQ, I think fits well for the Bulls. Yeah, Denny's kind of seen as a point forward, so having backup options for a ball handler is always always really good. Um, what worries me, oh, just, just to clarify, that's also my pick for number four. Uh, it seems like that's okay. been a pretty um, a pretty agreed upon uh, pick for for the Bulls. There, um, he's not a great shooter. That's what I know mm-hmm. about him, and I don't know if that that's going to upset anybody in the office for the Bulls there. But like like you mentioned about the GM, uh, he is, was formerly an international scout. I was doing my research. He was also the director mm-hmm. of Adidas Euro Camp for multiple years. Um, he wow. he's connected all across Europe. Uh, he also I don't I don't I don't know. If, oh, you know this is his first pick actually in charge for the Bulls. He he didn't uh, have any say in marketing. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's extremely likely that he would take a Euro guy over any other GM in the league. That being said, I don't think Danny would fall much farther than the fourth pick. But uh, coming in and being able to ha- be able to have a defensive presence right away and have a high IQ player, I think it would be great for the Bulls. Yep. So we're in agreement one through four. Yeah. Uh, reiterate, we have Ball one, Wiseman two, Edwards three, and Denny Avija four. So, JR, who do you got at five? Who's this guy? Right. The Cavs. Cleveland, this is where we might yeah. Start differing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really uh, excited to see what, what you have here. So, Cavs, um, you, they have some young talent in Colin mm-hmm. Sexton. You know, uh, yep. Gar- Garland from last year. Neither yep. of those guys, guys, I think, uh, are going to be cornerstone players for a franchise. Great supporting players, probably starters, but they, Cleveland, Cavalier, Cleveland Cavaliers, right now need a cornerstone player to turn around their entire team. And with the players we have left, that role is going to be going to Obi Toppin. Um, mm, he is, mm. he's an absolute monster. He's athletic, explosive. He, um, obviously one of the best players in college last year. Uh, I think that this is going to be a clear pick for the Cavs. He's going to make a big yep. difference right away there. And they're going to be able to build around him going forward. Um, yep. I just, yeah, I, I think that, and, you know, picking him too, this is going to get Cavs fans excited. They're going to see a guy come in who's explosive, going to make a difference, mm-hmm. who has so much hype around him. Um, and if he's going to be available at, at the fifth pick, which I think he is, uh, I think it's going to be hard for uh, it's going to be hard for the GM not to pass him up. Yep, I agree with you. I actually had Obi Toppin at five as well. I think supreme athleticism. You have the two guards who you're right. I don't think are cornerstones. Again, Sexton for me is kind of like a like Kobe White esque. Just scores, doesn't really play make or anything like that. So you need a guy that can go in there, be the cornerstone of a franchise. He's super athletic, like you said. And I think Kevin Love, I think it's this is going to be the year they actually trade him, hopefully. Yeah. Um, get him out there, put him they in the contender. So, so they need a power forward. Um, they have Drummond. Drummond opted in. I don't think he's a long-term solution anyway either. So I think the guy I was struggling here with was either going to be Toppin or the Onyeko Kangu guy from mm-hmm. USC. Yeah. That's where I, w- I was struggling there. But I went with Toppin because – I think he has probably a little bit more offensive upside. Onyeka is a really good defender. He, he had a, he shot a high percentage in college, but defense is kind of his thing. But the Cavs, I think Toppin comes in with more explosiveness. I think he's more box office, and especially in a market like Cleveland, um, that can be really beneficial. So I had Toppin at five, like you did. So yeah, we're in agreement and, for the top and, five. And I think there's a good chance that I mean Kevin Love they could be dumping him tonight, like, especially if they're going to be picking someone like Obi Toppin to fill up that role. Um, because mm-hmm. Obi's more of like he's more of like a power forward than a center there, right? Or it's not yep. really, yeah. So yeah. I, I would say then, um, there's a good chance they pick him and that Kevin Love gets dumped for some 
a late first round or some, some second round picks or not, maybe not second round, but something that includes a few more picks tonight for them to build up their, their young core a little bit more. Okay. Yep. So number six, we have the Atlanta Hawks. Mm -hmm. You'll start, start this one off JR and then I'll I'll take over the next one. Okay. Uh, With the number six pick, I think the Atlanta Hawks are picking Tyrese Halberton out of Iowa state. Um, A nice, a nice decently sized guard. Uh, He is probably one of the highest basketball IQ guys in this whole draft. Uh, He is a all-star ball handler, high Mm -hmm. level passer. Um, I think the Hawks will pick him because he'll be a great fit next to Trey Young. I don't know if he'll Mm -hmm. just take over as the full-time facilitator or just a a nice guard um, guard swappable position next to Trey Young, but he will be on or off the ball next to uh, Trey Young and Kevin Huerter. Um, He's, he's, uh, you know, he's skinny, but I think he can make an impact. Um, Yeah and and really uh, improve over the years so we'll see what happens but i think he'd be a great pick for them yeah I, that's so this is the first pick we're going to differ i liked i, I picked devin vassal mm. florida state mm-hmm. at six so a, along the same reasoning as you uh hallie burton is a great defender like you said and he fits really well next to trey young so i was struggling between the two um Hallie Burton would be good too because he he plays he can play behind Trey Young as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked Devin Vassell because he's six he's a six seven freak he's super athletic and for my reasoning is putting him next to Trey Young I think could be really beneficial because Trey Young is obviously not the best defender with his size. This guy's six seven with a six ten wingspan. He shot over forty percent from three. So I think he's a really versatile player that could fit the Hawks. They they kind of done that the last couple of years drafting these really versatile forwards like Cam Reddish. Um, Quarter and who, who's the other guy they got? Um, Collins or something? Yeah. No. Or no. The guy for Hunter. Um, Hunter. Um. Yeah, the big guy. Where's, where is he Virginia. from? Yeah, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. So they got these versatile wings, and they, they're not really a great defending team. They got uh, Capella, who hasn't really played. So I think this guy could fit really well with the Hawks. There's reports of him killing the, the draft workouts where they have him going in the top ten. Um. So I think this is more of like a splash pick that. I could see them making. I could also see – I was also thinking the Hawks could either try to trade up or down in this pick as well to try to get more up to the uh, to the top three because um, they have a lot of assets as well they could trade if they, if they thought one of the top three picks was box office. So the Hawks one was a tricky, was a tricky one for me. I, I had Halliburton or Vassal, and I went with Vassal here at six. Yeah, I can see them trading up uh, even to the number one pick um, maybe with, yeah. with one of their young pieces. We'll see. I do, I do like Vassal a lot, though. He's, he's a 3-and-D guy. That could be could be a really good fit on that Hawks team. I think they need some defense there, too, and he'd, he'd fill up that role. So mm-hmm. I like that pick. Okay, awesome. So the seventh pick, I have uh, Pistons. <laughs> I went with Patrick Williams here um, from Florida State as well. Yep. Uh, there's rumors that he was going to go – he can go to number four at the Bulls if the Bulls stay in place. Um, I heard reports is between Denny and, and Patrick Williams at four. So I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. I, I just don't know where I I've heard rumors that this, the new Detroit guy that's picking right now, um, was, is big into length athleticism. Cause I think he was picking an OKC before. So this is his first time helping the picking for Detroit and they love length. So this guy is really lengthy. He's a raw shooter. So he's a really versatile defender but is a raw shooter. So if he could fix that, he could be a really good player in the NBA. The Pistons don't really have that much, to be honest. They don't, they have Seiko Dumbia, which I don't really know much about him, honestly. And I don't know if he's that great of a player or he's going to be that great or a cornerstone. 
So I think this guy, just being a great basketball player that has a lot of potential, would be really appealing for them because um, they have what Blake Griffin on expiring or on a, on a bad contract. So just getting versatile basketball players, I think, would be good for Detroit as well. That grit, grind, Detroit attitude. Oh yeah, stoppers. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly who I had with this pick too. Uh, I think a nice. lot. I think a lot of this talk with the Bulls looking at Patrick Williams is totally a smokescreen. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I think they want to get the Pistons to make a trade to get up um to that pick at all costs because the pistons have made a made it pretty publicly available that they want uh patrick williams in that roster he's he's a unit um mm-hmm. he yep. yeah he's almost like a zion williams size kind of guy and getting there he's growing uh high yeah. iq amazing defense um i could see him turning into a a, a low-key kind of cornerstone player eventually too just with his, the skill set he's coming into and uh his strength and athleticism so We'll see you there, but I, I like him a lot. I'm really excited to see what happens with him. Okay, awesome. Um, so we're in agreement there. It's a good good pick. Eight, the Knicks. Okay, this was a tough one for me as well. So I was struggling here between three guys at eight. Mm-hmm. I was struggling between Killian Hayes, Halliburton, and Isaac Okoro. So I gave Killian Hayes the nod here at eight. I think the Knicks – they need they need a star. They need a high potential player. Killian Hayes. I, I hear mixed reviews about him, but there's a lot of positive things. Six five can see the he's one of the best most gifted playmakers in this draft. Um, he played in I think he played in like the he used to play in the French leagues and then he went to some other league. Uh, but he's really good. I think he's a lot of upside. I think the Knicks they love their box office guys. I think this guy is a little more box office than Halliburton. So I'm gonna give I gave Killian Hayes the nod here at eight. Okay, I like that. So one of the guys you mentioned, Isaac Okoro, I think uh, mm-hmm. I think he's the best guy left on the board right now uh, in terms okay. of um, value, talent. Uh, I, I say mm-hmm. that if he's available, Knicks are picking him. If you look at that roster, they're young and a kind of exciting roster too. Uh, Frank uh, running up the ball, um, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, and then R.J. Barrett. I think he'd be a really good fit next to R.J. Barrett at the wing. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, like – it's hard to say um, with it's really hard to say with who the Knicks are going to pick with who they're going to have left. Cause this like six through 10th pick is, could be a total toss up and they ha- yep. there hasn't been a lot of reports saying uh, what direction they're going, but I think the biggest position they need to fill is some more of that wing position. So I see, I see it high, yep. highly likely that he goes there. And if not just being that the, he's the most valuable guy left on the board up to this point, uh, wouldn't that be surprised if they pick him and use him for uh maybe some trade value for getting picks for next year. Cause the draft class for next year is supposed to be a lot stronger. And, mm-hmm. you know, the Knicks aren't necessarily in a rush to win this year whatsoever. So I could see them holding off on that rebuild a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. I saw the reports that this guy's like already an elite defender. Mm-hmm. So if he has, a, you know, developed that offensive game, that could be a huge, like a huge value pick at eight. Yeah. Especially so like he's only well. 19, especially like, like you, there's so many things that could happen. If a guy comes in that good at defense as a 19 year old and, Starts changing the uh, the mentality in that team to play better defense too. That's definitely a good thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so start ended up here, Jr. At nine and ten. So you go first with the ninth pick of the Washington Wizards. All right, for the ninth pick to the Washington Wizards, I think uh, Onyeka Okongwu is the mm-hmm. is the best man for the job from USC. Um, you look at the Wizards roster. You know, not a lot going for them. There's not a lot to say there. They're they're not really going in in a, a good direction right now, but they need a, a strong a strong young player in that team and um, getting a you know a forward center position on that roster would be 
great pick for them. Uh, I honestly see them even trading up for a pick here. Yeah. Um, it, it's really hard to say what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, I don't really have a lot of suggests here, but I, I think uh, Congo just being the best guy left here and the Wizards, yep. not not a lot going on in that roster is yeah. a strong possibility. Yeah, I agree. I, I went Okongwu here as well, Onyeka, uh, nine of the Wizards, I agree. Uh, I think he's the best player available. He's a great defender. They don't really have any talented bigs. They're playing no. with Davis Burtons and Thomas Bryant um, on the roster. I don't know what they're going to do with John Walls and Alcatraz of a contract. Um, I, I read some reports about the uh, potential of him being traded for Russell Westbrook today. And I, I saw that as how well. accurate those were, but I'd be, yeah. it'd be interesting to see Westbrook and, and uh, Beal and they, they got Rui too. Rui Hachimura. Yeah, Hachimura. Um, yep. he, he definitely, definitely has uh, some potential still. Obviously he's yeah. super young, but I, I like the looks of him. I could, I could see that athletic roster being a good, really good fit for him. Yeah, I forgot about Hatchimore. He's a good – he's a good – he's got, like, a good offensive game. So, putting on Yucca there, rim protector, could be good as well. Um, That'd be so a really athletic team, honestly, with uh, yeah. Conway there. Yeah. It'd be fun to All watch. right, so, 10, JR. Phoenix Suns. All right. Well, the 10th pick, and this is a hard one because there anybody yep. in this whole class could have been the 10th pick. But uh, you, mm-hmm. na- you named him earlier, Devin Vassell. I think this guy okay. is awesome. He's a three and D God coming into the league, uh, at least from what he looked like at Florida state. And I, I like Florida state. I like Florida state guys a lot. I think he's going to be a super good fit here. Um, coming in next to, uh, Oh, they got Chris Paul next to Devin Booker. Now um, mm-hmm. Chris Paul is going to, would be a huge mentor for him, especially defensively. I think his defense will only improve and, you know, the Phoenix Suns aren't really known for the defense right now. So I think him along with that Chris Paul acquisition there is going to really turn things around for them um, on the other side of the floor. So, I mean, and their offense obviously runs a lot around shooting the three. So he'd be able to come in and make an impact to uh, their quick and um, high volume scoring offense. So I think if he's mm-hmm. available here, which he really could go sooner, there's no way to tell right now. Um, there's There's really no chance they pass up on him. Yep. So I, it's a nice, great pick there at 10. I went with Isaac Okoro here at 10. Mm-hmm. I think uh, now with Chris Paul on the roster, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, they're obviously going to try to make that playoff push this year. Um, I think Isaac Okoro, he could contribute right away as a lockdown defender. And they lost, part of that trade was they got, they lost some of the wings. So they traded like Kelly Oubre was part of the deal. So I think adding more depth on that wing spot could be really beneficial for them. They have Mikhail Bridges still. He's a great three and D player, uh, but having Okoro in there that has a really valuable skill set going into the draft already, I think could help a team like the Suns that are trying to make that playoff push. And they seem desperate to try to make it right now, trading for Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe getting Okoro who's ready to contribute right away on the defensive end um, could be good for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I think there's a lot of people that could end up being really good here for the Suns. Um, yeah. Definitely. Definitely someone who's a little bit uh, more developed is, is, Okoro, wait, how old is Vassal's a freshman, right? Or no, is he a sophomore? Uh, Vassal is a... I know Okoro's a freshman. Sophomore. But, I mean, yeah, both those guys, even as freshmen, are going to be able to come in and make an impact. So both both picks would be good there. They need to make sure they have someone who they know can, can, actually, um, can actually provide some value immediately because that Chris Paul trade looks like, I don't know why else they would make that if they unless they really want to make a, a big run here, so... Yep. Vassal's a sophomore. He, he shot 41.7% from three, so he can contribute right away um, to the Suns as well for your, 
for your mock. Um, yeah, so I think this is a really good draft. We obviously had a lot in common. Our, think, our thinking was the same here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the fallers for me, unfortunately, was Halliburton. I, I, that's one of the things I'm worried about. I don't think he's going to fall realistically in the draft um, with the trades, how they're going to pan out, because we did this without trades. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you he's going to be somewhere in the top 10. Uh, but he fell out for my top 10. I think uh, he'd probably be picked around that 9 to 11 range realistically if things don't pan, if things pan out maybe closer to our draft is what I was assuming so is there any other fallers that you think could happen in this draft um well I didn't have Killian Hayes top 10 which goes against I think most mock drafts or at least mm-hmm. a lot of them a lot of people have him as like going six to eight I don't know I could see him falling down to like 12 or 13 um he's kind of all over the map uh he's got a lot of fans uh, people like him a lot. He's not very athletic, um, which could cause problems uh, defensively for him in the future. I think, yeah. I think a lot of GMs will see that and um, look at some of the other options we listed today as as better picks there. But he, he's such a big name, especially like on the internet. People love him. So we'll see what happens there. I just really don't think he's a good fit for a lot of teams. Uh, yeah. RJ Hampton. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know where he's gonna where he's gonna fall. It's hard to say. Those guys, especially like from New Zealand, how good they really are. Um, yeah, but he's athletic, high defensive ceiling. We'll see. Um, yep. I agree. How about you? What do you think? I think Hampton's a guy that could fall cause you're not really sure what he is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy I was, we were talking about this actually earlier before the podcast, Cole Anthony, um, was a guy that I think go, at least going into this time last year was like a top five pick. Oh yeah, he was. Uh, then he got hurt in college and I think he had a disappointing, um, run at North Carolina. So the, the, uh, the betting odds had him at, like over under 21 and a half. Mm-hmm. So that was like, when I saw that, I was, I was shocked that he could fall that much. I, I might honestly take the bet on that. Um, he's almost, we'll he's see. almost in the same kind of like hypes up and then uh, downfall situation as like Michael Porter jr. When he came into the draft yeah. um, or Bulbul. I know Bulbul yeah. had had so much hype and then uh, at Oregon and then it all fell through. So, and you, and you saw how, fa- how far, uh, Bobo fell in the draft last year. That was yep. tough to watch. So, well, yeah, we'll see what happens. He, he could end up going like late first round. You never know. Yep. Yeah. I also, there's a guy named uh, Tyrese Maxey from Kentucky. He's mm-hmm. a 6'3 shooting guard. So he's a little undersized for a shooting guard. Um, I'm interested to see where he goes. I saw things where he can go top 10, but then I also saw things where he can go like late teens, early 20s. So, what about, we'll see where uh, he goes. What about Precious from Memphis? Pre- Precious oh, Achiwa. I saw that. Um, I don't know. He's the small ball lineup could help him. Um, he's super athletic. Um, good so defender. He's guy that good defender. A lot of teams people, would want him on defense. Yeah. So he's another guy. That, that's the thing about this draft, man. It's it's so there's a lot of like freak athletes, but with the season like cut short and everything that we couldn't see these guys and like March Madness, it's going to be see, tough to see where these teams are or would they would they take that risk that they might not usually take or would take you know, mm-hmm. in previous drafts. Yeah, as much more, like I hate to say boring, as previous drafts have been, um, just because of a little bit uh, more of a lack of talent. It is exciting just because, like, there's so many things that could happen outside of the top three just because, like, nobody really knows what these teams, especially with a, or a um, college seasons cutting short, you didn't even get a good look at most of these guys. So it's kind of exciting to see that, uh, you know, our, project, our projections could be blown up terribly. I think what's what's cool about this draft as well is that the number one and two picks are teams that are like trying to compete. 
right? Yeah. They're trying to go. They're trying to make the playoffs or go for a championship. So I feel like that's why this is a really interesting draft. And and it and, it, and it usually this year they'd be like, oh, this is like, like a shit draft. This is not as deep or not as talented. But I think the fact that there could be so many trade up uh, opportunities at the top is what makes it really interesting. Yeah. What do you think is the most likely trade to happen tonight, or at least um, pick wise, moving up or down? I I think. I think somehow the Pistons are going to try to trade up from seven. I think that yeah. is likely. They they have guys that on their roster that I think teams could um, could use like Kennard. You know, I, I don't think he's like a he, he's a he's a very solid player. But trading that like a shooter like that to a contender, maybe or packaging that to move up um, in the draft, I think they could use that. Um, so I say the Pistons. I don't think the Knicks will. I, I want to see it happen. I want to see the good, like a good big market. I feel like the Knicks don't even know what they want to do tonight. I think they're gonna like yeah. just wait and see what's available and make a last minute decision there. They, they just they need to figure out a lot of things in that organization. <laughs> yeah, I was also thinking that maybe the uh, the Thunder could be a team that tries to trade up with all their draft capital they got. Um, but I, I don't think this is the draft for that. Honestly, I think they're gonna try to wait to get a bigger fish. Um, and I was also thinking the Pelicans as well. They have a lot of draft capital and a lot of young pieces that they could try to trade up for. Um, so those are mine. How about you? Yeah, I, I just – I really think um, there's something's going to happen with the Timberwolves. I don't know exactly what. I, I think they I think they really want to trade down to the three, four, or five spot. Um, that'll leave – like especially with the Bulls, I could totally see that happening. I know it's already been discussed – um, the Bulls potentially want to get their hands on Wiseman or LaMelo, and that would leave the Timberwolves um, back in the four spot to pick up um, who's left. And there's a lot of guys around that four spot who will fit in really well with that ro- with uh, Timberwolves' current roster. So I think they will be moving down in the draft and getting like a, a decent role player to or maybe a, a starter um, coming along in that trade. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's more than likely. Who who would you want from the Bulls? Like, what what is there a player that you say from the Bulls? You like for this? For yeah, this I, I have to have this guy. I'm uh, part of the deal. I I'm just thinking based on what the Timberwolves need, um, and a big need for the Timberwolves right now is people in the four spot uh, next to Towns, mm-hmm. and you think about a player that's gonna that's gonna. Well, one that's there around Towns, you know, not playing with Towns, but giving him room to do what he does best. Stretching the floor for Towns would be Laurie Markkinen. And moving down to the fourth spot, I almost think that that would be a fair trade because, like, just the pick and Markkinen straight up because that would allow the Bulls to get Wiseman um, to kind of fill up that uh, big spot. Mm -hmm. That would... Fill a need to have um, a, a four next to Towns, a shooter stretch the floor, uh, allow them move down to the draft. I mean, it's. I think it maybe is better for the Wolves than the Bulls, but yeah. I don't really know. Like, who, who do you think would say no on that? I think the Bulls. I think with the Bulls, if they're trying, if they're going to go for Wiseman, they'll trade Carter because Martin yeah. can stretch the floor, and Carter is not really. He could shoot like a little. He doesn't really shoot the mid range that often. He's not horrible at it. He could do it. It's, it's part of his arsenal, but he's more of like a. A, a, a tr- more traditional big man than marketing. Marketing will stretch the floor, and I think Wiseman hasn't really developed that 
that mid-range outside game yet. No, not not quite yet. So I, I think I, I think if they were going to trade, they'd probably try to trade you Carter. Yeah, and, and I think because of that, they're more likely to complete a trade with Golden State instead. I don't think the Wolves really want um, a, a center like Carter on their roster. I honestly would – I'd be open to it. I think Carter's getting way more hate right now than he deserves. Yeah, I agree. But – Completely. We'll we'll see. I mean, even even the Hornets could end up trading up for for uh, for the first pick uh, with a little bit less of um, uh, less included there. I don't I don't really know what they would include, but it wouldn't have to be much because um, the Timberwolves, based on what I know, I mean, I think they'd be really happy with anywhere on the top three, and it would make the decision easier for them and give them a little bit more to work with. So. Yeah, I, I want to see some of these small market teams to make a push for, like, a star player like Lamelo Because the Timberwolves mm-hmm. have, like, D'Lo. I mean, they're an exciting team to watch with Towns and D'Lo already. Yeah, um, and I'm excited, too, because people forget that we only saw Towns and D'Lo play one game together Yeah. last season. Like, we really have no idea what that's going to look like, especially with someone new like Lamelo coming into the roster. Like, that's going to be a fun team to watch. And obviously, I'm biased there, but I don't know how you yeah. could not want to watch a team with D'Lo, Lamelo, and Towns. Those are just... Some flashy players, flashy, young, and athletic. We'll see what happens. I feel like the Timberwolves, if they get, if they get a, like a young player like Ball or Edwards in the draft, if they sign like like some defensive like lockdown defenders in free agency, that's a scary team because I don't know how def- how defensive you guys are with Towns and and, and and D'Lo. Not great. Yeah, out there. So if you guys got some lockdown wings or like a a backup center that could rim protect, that would be the Timberwolves would be a really exciting team. Yeah, that, I think that's the biggest problem right now with the Wolves is a couple three and D guys, like a, a good defensive stretch four. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know, there's been a lot of talks, at least with fans, um, for Aaron Gordon to join the team. Oh, yeah. I think, I think he fits a lot. Of, he checks a lot of boxes for the Timberwolves uh, next to Towns. Um, his shooting game is improving. He's uh, he's super athletic. He's a good defensively. I, I think, and he's young. Uh, I think he'd fit in with the culture well. I, I could see him being a really good fit um, and even uh, a, a good uh, good way for the Magic to trade up for a, a new star on that roster. So that's something I yep. could also see being super likely. Agree. Okay, so we'll go. We'll end the podcast with these our Tony Barrio locks um, of the day. So he has three draft uh, three bets for the draft today. Let's see if we agree with them or not. Um, I'll go through each one, and you'll tell me if you agree or not. And then he has uh, – I will just say this now. So Tony has a tease of the night, a little match in the sweetheart. It's Ball State minus 4.5, Toledo plus 3.5, Western Michigan slash Central Michigan over 49.5. So if you guys want some locks, follow, please tail Tony tonight. Tony Barrios, he got you. Um, go to war with him and make some money. All right. So Obi Toppin, over under 4.5 today. Draft position. Uh, well, I, both of both oh, yeah, of our it. both of our projections would say would say over there based okay. on what we said, yep. and uh, and Tony's agreeing with with our picks there. Yep. So he agrees with us. Tyrese Halliburton under seven and a half. You had him at six, and you agreed with him. I had him, so I'm I'm opposite there. Yeah, that could that could definitely go either way. Um, that yeah. that one's hard to say, but I like the pick. Okay. And then Cole Anthony under twenty one and a half. I, I'm gonna ride with him there. I, I agree with that. Uh, he could. I don't slide. like it. Think, you don't like it. I have a good feeling he is sliding really hard tonight. That I think like, I don't know. Like you see some of these guys going like ten to twenty, ten to twenty five in like that mid first round um, range. And Cole Anthony is a huge risk. And there's some guys that 
like they will know right away will be solid role players on their roster. But I don't know. He's a super high risk, but high reward kind of guy. So I don't know. He's going to got to find a team willing to bite on him. What I was thinking of is if if, if the Nets are so toxic that they would pick him at 19. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly. New York kid, just have him in there with Duran and Irving and possibly Harden. They probably have to trade the pick. Yeah, I mean, he'd have some good veteran leadership to get him into shape pretty quickly. That's not a bad idea. Yep. All right, JR. We'll wrap up the podcast there. Our top 10 picks. We are basically in agreement. um, except For most of them, yeah. Um, What, sixth pick, the eighth pick? And the 10th pick. So only three. Um, so we'll see you tonight. Uh, me and JR are going to Zoom call each other during the draft tonight. Um, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. We'll talk strategy. And uh, that's that. So, and JR, before we go, congratulations on the Monday night win, by the way, Kirk Cousins. Thank you. Yeah, that was a, that was a thrill to watch. I'm just happy for Kirk, you know. You saw you yeah. saw how hyped he was out there. That meant a lot yeah. to him. And I think that's going to make a difference for him in the going, going forward. You know, Bears fans, they, they, they shit on Kirk, but I think they kill for him right now, honestly. <laughs> the shit show they have going on there. Yeah, you guys are in uh, QB3 now. It's, it's tough. Yeah, we have we have three QB3s in the roster, but whatever. Yeah, that's all true. Right. You don't have a starting QB at all. Yeah. All right, JR, thank you very much for hopping on. Uh, the podcast will be up today. Probably I'll edit it right now and then post it up. All righty.